everybody. Welcome back to Wikigood Sports. This is at the buzzer, and I'm joined as always by Ryan Flynn. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm hanging in there, Brian. I'm 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 doing all right, as well as can be. Understandable. And Jack Tiernan. Jack, how are you doing? I think I'll echo Ryan's sentiments, Brian. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. So uh day the morning well not the morning the afternoon after uh yeah as if we get up early enough to record in the morning yeah, absolutely not um no uh the afternoon after the celtics lost game seven to the miami heat we got to watch jimmy butler win the larry bird award in boston uh we got to uh just watch the celtics fall apart and you know we're here there's gonna be a little bit of therapy there's gonna be a little bit of breaking down the game and a little bit of looking forward to the next season. So Ryan, I'll start with you. Mm -hmm. What happened in this game? Why did the Celtics look so flat in a must win game after winning the previous three? Well, the first thing that happened was right. Tatum clearly got hurt. Um, They looked pretty good before that. Uh, I'm not saying that would have continued. Everyone else kind of fell off as well, but Right, Tatum got hurt. Uh, me and Jack were just talking about it. I, I think I said this last time, when the Celtics lock in defensively, everything else kind of figures itself out, I feel. That's when they're at their best. They didn't lock in defensively, and they were also missing a ton of threes. I also think another big thing is with Tatum hurt, a lot of the running of the offense fell to uh, Jalen and Smart, and not to their discredit, both can struggle at times with turnovers. You know, what did Jalen had eight turnovers? I'm not saying that was the primary reason, but I mean, it was tough. Um, so yeah, just, I think you, you combine all of that together and the fact that uh, Caleb Martin probably looked that game. What did he probably looked like the second best uh, wing player. <laughs> so like, yeah, just out, out of nowhere. And, you know, Jimmy had his 28 points, Yeah, Jack, to kind of piggyback off what Ryan was saying, do you think uh, JB kind of forced stuff that he wasn't necessarily comfortable with, kind of like tried to be like the hero in place of Tatum with Tatum's injury? And do you think that kind of led to his, I mean, it was just a bad performance. Let's not like beat around the bush. It was not good. No, uh, it was not good. He had eight turnovers. Uh, He was our leading scorer with 19. Uh, 10 of which came in the first quarter. Um, I mean, he looked bad yesterday. And I don't think I don't think you can completely discredit him. I think that was kind of the um, kind of the same mentality Tatum has, if I'm being honest with you, right? There is that takeover mentality. You're in this point in a basketball game where it's you're fighting for your life at this point, and Tatum can take over and does that stuff. Um, and to me, what this did is this solidified that Tatum is a 1A and Jalen Brown is a 1B. Um, so if anything else, I think that was okay. Like he's trying to do things, um, but it's just not happening. Right. Like he's, I don't, I don't think you can say he's folding under pressure because I don't think he would say that. I think he was, he was ready for the moment. It's just as a matter of like, he's trying to do too much. And because he's trying to do too much, it puts everybody else in a weird place. Well, and I, yeah, I was going to just cut in and say like, and I feel like a part of it was just. When you look at Jalen, like I've said, he last year matched up pretty badly against the Heat because they just know how to apply pressure to him. And when he drives the ball, force him to turn it over and they know how to exploit his dribbling. 
So I feel like he was probably already flustered by that. And I felt like yesterday, I saw like the first, his first shot was great, right? Yeah. The second shot he took, I was like, oh, I don't know that he should have taken that, but it went in. You're like, all right, you know, it was a tough shot. Then after that, it's just kind of, you just really started to notice. I did again, like, wow, Jalen Brown has tunnel vision. He, when he gets the ball a lot, he just is not looking around him. It's just, it needs to go in. I need to get it in the basket. Uh, and you really see the lack of playmaking there. And again, I think he's developed as a playmaker. I'm not necessarily faulting him immensely for that. I think it's just when you look at how flustered he was, right? It just kind of forced him into bad habits, right? Like, and we've seen the same thing with Tatum before, you know, taking contested shots, when uh, stuff like that. But for sure, I mean, what – Obviously, Tatum just has a higher ceiling, but the biggest thing that yep. differentiates them right now is um, it's just the playmaking yep. ability, right? Like Tatum just is a lot more comfortable dribbling the ball. Um, yeah. and, and he's just say he's just got better court vision. He's a better passer. Um, you could have even stopped Ryan at dribbling the ball, and I would have agreed with you, you know? Like, yeah. and I hate to, I know Jalen gets a lot of like crap for that. And in reality, he is good at it at times, but like, when it comes to a head, it's like, oh, this is bad. Like, how many times did he dribble the ball off his foot last night? And again, I remember this happening last year um, yeah. when we played the Heat. And I heard people were, re- people were, you know, and again, people are really giving him a hard time. Um, I still, biased, you know, I, I still really- think, you, yeah, I still think you got to say the good outweighs the bad with Jalen. And it was a tough loss. And, you know, I, I heard his interview after and like uh, people are giving, you know, him some flack for that, but like, come on. Like the dude literally just had one of the worst performances of his life. They threw everything on him. And if you, he just, he sounds, you know, he's just, he doesn't know what to say. Yeah. And I think he handled it well. No, he handled handled it very well. He was clearly distraught. I honestly was like, yeah, man, this is kind of messed up. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess, Conversely, um, what did the Heat really do to like? Because Jimmy Butler wasn't a dominating force in this uh, game, especially, and really not in the series. Granted, he did win the you know Larry Bird Eastern Conference Finals Award MVP, but uh, what are the Heat doing to really like? I guess win this game defensively and offensively, Jack. If you want to take that one. Yeah, um, I think the answer is, uh, I don't want to just say Caleb Martin as a cop-out, but like at the same time, <laughs> now we know exactly yeah. how the Milwaukee Bucks felt when we had a Grant Williams game last year. Mm, um, this is kind of point. like a very similar, like, who is this guy? Like, where did he come from? And, and why is he just absolutely annihilating us right now? He was hitting every shot. I mean, it really was crazy to watch. Um, for me, I think Miami probably, I mean, they felt they were like way more connected on offense. Um I don't think the fact that Duncan Robinson is just like, has become this like crazy, like cutting dude who can just run in the basket and get the, all of these feeds from people when our team is sleeping on defense, which felt like it happened a lot. Um, last is, night, yeah. yeah. Last night, especially I should say um, it was like, okay. Like they just, they executed better is what it came down to. Right. Oh, yeah. We had, it was, I think we had the second worst shooting night of the, our entire season and our worst scoring performance of the entire season last night. So like, of course they're going to win, frankly, to be honest with you. You know, like that's what it comes down to. It's, it's a game of averages. If we don't have good averages, there's no shot we're doing anything. And that's what it came down to. 
Yeah, so I guess moving forward, Ryan, um, what do the Celtics do here? Jack and I, I think it was Jack and I, did a segment a week or so ago, like should the Celtics blow it up before, before you know, they won three straight. Um, I don't know if we feel as dramatic as maybe we did when it was 3-0, but, uh, you know, still, I'm sure we're still plenty dramatic here, but uh, do they keep the coach? Do they actually trade Jalen Brown? I know, as I mentioned, Celtics fans are also very dramatic, and a lot of <laughs> Jalen Brown needs to get traded immediately talk mm-hmm. on Twitter and Reddit. Uh, what are your thoughts on the direction for the Celtics? So, I mean, my thoughts are in terms of the base, right, with um, I, I just feel like with Tatum and then, again, it's tough right now, but I think, you kind of need to pay Brown the money, right? Because if you don't, someone someone else probably will. And I just think, right, for there's only two two teams I've been able to think of that would be uh, would have enough to trade for him and be willing to, and would it would be like Toronto and Portland. And when I play those scenarios in my head, I just don't think you're getting enough back. I think it, the amount of money you're going to have to pay him it does make it tough. But I think, you know, I would just continue to build around those two again. I'm real, real, you know, everything's relative. They're, what, 25 and 26. But I think the question to me is more, what do you want to do around that? And, you know, like we were saying earlier, I personally, I think you need a more established, like, point guard, to, you know, especially for situations like last night. I think they just need to make a choice, set someone at point guard. Um, then it's kind of just tinkering around, you know. That would be yeah. my thought. Jack, do you kind of agree that uh, point guard is the big uh, need for the Celtics here? I think um, I think this might be one of the first times Ryan and I disagree, and I don't disagree, to be honest. If I had to focus on no, – that's, that's good. That's good. Right? An area of need right now. I don't know – I, in fact, the reason I've, I'm struggling with this is because we have had success with Smart in the past. And I think what I'm more concerned about in the future is during this series in particular, where did we run into the most shortcomings? And I think that was at our power forward position or our center position in that Al Horford spot. I think, yeah, we, need, uh, I think so- we need to figure out what we need to do as a, as a succession plan and somebody who is good in that defensive spot, because when Al is off, mm-hmm. he is almost unplayable. You know, like he really he's, he's like, sometimes he's a traffic cone. If we can read him or the opposing team can read him on defense, they're just Euro stepping around him and they're putting it up there. No problem. You know, he offensively, if he doesn't have his three point shot, I don't want to say he's useless, but he doesn't fit into the offensive profile. This team needs it's for me. That's where I'm like, if I needed to pick between the two, I think we could live with, and maybe that's because I feel like we can live with Brogdon at point, right? If we have him start, maybe that's why I feel like that's okay. That but, was my idea. Honestly, that's all yeah. I was saying. I was saying they just need to like, I just think what, you know, it's tough, but I would just set Brogdon at offensive point guard. That would be my thought. And I mean, in terms of the Al thing, the idea was right. Gallin- Gallinari would fill the role. that. He right. would. I still think he can, um, but defensively, it's a, even a downgrade. So, definitely a huge definitely. downgrade, honestly. Still, yeah. Um, 
So that's, yeah, I would say, honestly, you want probably, I would, like I said, I would move Brogdon to point and then up from there, I feel like you need, I honestly feel like you'd be best off if you can get like a three, four guy and a four, five guy, right? Because if Rob's healthy, you can slot them wherever. It's also not, I'd kind of feel more comfortable if Sam Hauser wasn't Jason Tatum's backup. Uh, as much as you know, he's good, good shoot, good volume shooter. But <laughs> I want, um, I agree with that for reference too. I, I, we need something in that position. Uh, my ideal scenario, and I don't, I know this isn't going to happen. If this does, this is a miracle. But my ideal scenario is we find some way to sign and trade OG and Anobi. Uh, he's, he's that's just that's a tall ask. With that's uh, what I'm that's saying, pretty much I impossible know. with uh, Brown and Tatum. I know that will not happen. That would be impossible like, with the two of them, yeah. It would. It, we'd have to figure out something, right? Like someone would have to be gone. Brown would have to play the two, and we'd probably have to trade one of our trio of point guards, and I don't like that. Um, so that's what it comes down to. And I don't. But like that, like as a dream lineup from like a defensive three and D wing, like OG would. I would. Oh, I kill for that, you know. But that doesn't fix our center problem. So I just completely ignored both of what we wanted to do, Ryan, and just said, let's do this instead. Yeah. But. <laughs> And it's notable what we're saying, Brogdon. Brogdon is a score-first point guard, right? Yeah, yeah. And that is the dynamic is you have two score-first wings. Uh, so no, if you need, yeah. But, but I mean, but but I think uh, Brogdon has the flexibility and he's shown the maturity where I think he can do it. But yeah, OG, and I'm trying to think of good like three, four spot guys you could get. For like not, you know, not OG. Not OG price. price. Yes. <laughs> um, you would, they would a hundred percent ask for like smart, I would think. Yeah. Smart. I would throw in Pritchard at this point because he's. Would you trade smart. smart for OG and an OB? I, I, I think I would. I would. For it would the fit. It's tough. Yeah. For the fit. And I think because we have Brogdon and White and honestly Pritchard as your third option at point is fine granted if he's used to be involved in that trade for whatever reason like sure so be it i mean i i think i probably would trade smart which is like maybe that's this is like my like toxic brain thinking about that right now because of where we're at in our off season but like i could um i would trade smart uh, uh yeah it's just tough another good jeremy grant i would love jeremy grant i i wanted him when he was on detroit honestly because there was that trade deadline coming up He's yeah. lower value. He's lower value, right? Then uh, definitely. But he, I mean, his product, his productivity is really it, good. He's a good Yeah. But again, I, I, yeah, I would. Str- I feel like it's coming down to when we're talking about rebuilding, and it has, it has nothing to do with those three players. But it's like you, would, no. you probably just right because you're kind of. I don't want to say stuck with Jalen because I don't right, and I, you know, I've been a big defender of Jalen, but then I feel yeah, like I'm saying, but, but you are kind of. Right, to a degree, you are almost stuck with him for right. That's kind of a way that the way it is. It, you you got to eat his contract and um, pretty much right. And also, he's a guy. You have two wings. He they can both slot. Like if Tatum, if you really needed Tatum, could probably play a shooting guard. Not that he would, 100%. but but he could. Right, he, they're very very stuck. Cool. Brown has played shooting guard a lot. So then you got three guys, and when you have that shooting guard spot. Uh, only Brogdon is a point guard, really, to me. The other two are combo guards. They are combo, yes. They're, neither of them are – and even, like we said, Brogdon's a score-first point guard, and, so he, and he's an incredible shooter, so he can he can also play shooting guard. Yeah. Um, Which is so, it, so it's tricky. So it's just the three of them. Honestly, the one 
I'm probably least inclined to give it away. I would be least inclined, and this is just my personal opinion, right? Just uh, Derek White, <laughs> right now, I just think he's really invaluable. Um, I agree. I mean, he was at points the only one giving us anything last night. So. But Smart has also been really incredible at times. Good and, yeah. And he's just like, again, he's just kind of, he is kind of the heart. It would, be, I, it would be really hard to imagine Marcus Smart not in a Celtics uniform. I agree. Yeah. I completely agree. But I also like right now my fandom of Derek White has just grown significantly <laughs> since we fired uh, him like, last year. Yeah. Our jersey packs for uh, buying a jersey for the I was gonna buy a white jersey. Yeah, last I, I was, I was looking well, forward to it. What? I keep looking over here because I have my D White jersey just sitting on my bed. <laughs> yeah, because you did what you did Derek White and I did yeah Williams. It, yeah. Yeah. Do you trade Rob? To, uh, that's another thing because he can't stay he can't stay healthy. If that's part of getting a bigger piece at center, I think you have to, and I think you have to live with it. Frankly, you know, like I think maybe then you draft a big right and just hope that he can slot in some minutes behind him. Um, Luke Cornett was fine, but like I, that's not somebody I want. Like we could, I would rather have Al get those minutes than Luke, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is a far cry from my uh, full circle. Um, my conversations at the earlier part of the season where we were talking about Luke Cornett being a starting big and being totally fine with it. Uh, because no, I'm not, I'm not anymore. <laughs> We've seen that. Yeah. All right. Well, I only have one more question for you guys and uh, it's a prediction on the NBA finals. Uh, Ryan, who do you think wins? How many games? Nuggets, five, five games. It could five. go. Oh it could go God. to six. I think it's. I. I think it's going to go five. I think a gentleman sweep in the finals. I just think. I mean, I just think the Heat are going to be very tired and right. They were able. You saw those three games. They were able to do that because the Celtics have so many peaks and valleys. And mm-hmm. I mean, the Nuggets are just so consistent. And mm-hmm. I mean, it was. I just feel like the way the you know the Celtics kind of all of their faults, the young coach, like Spolster could kind of just splice and dice their strategies. Right. But like Jokic, Jokic can literally like just pivot that team at, you know, I, I am very much looking forward to Jokic versus Bam. Cause I, I think, yeah, it could be, it could be bad for the heat. We'll see. But uh, yeah. Um, I mean, did Actually, you see Jokic on uh, AD and LeBron? Yeah, right. Yeah, it didn't work out well for the Lakers at all. But uh, that's actually such a good point, right? I feel like the Celtics and Heat are each other's complete worst enemies, not mm-hmm. only on the court, but like, you know, 2020, the Celtics and Heat played each other really hard. The Heat were done in that NBA Finals, you know, yeah, against the Lakers. Yeah. Last year, Celtics and Heat played each other super hard. The Celtics mm-hmm. were done, you know, against mm-hmm. the Warriors. Like, it, it, they just beat the shit out of each other. And then the Western Conference team gets to, you know, gets the spoils I mean, of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the uh, Nuggets have gotten a ton of rest. And I mean, yeah. Murray's been on fire. And um, also, just like, I, I don't know if not to just continue the Jokic praise, but I feel like he, uh, well, yeah, to continue because he's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, but uh, I just feel like he, you know, it doesn't make, he like, he doesn't really need to like warm up after like red. I, I just feel like he's pretty in unaffected. He's just going to go in there. And from what I've seen in this playoffs, he's, he, he's just far and away the best player in the league to me right yeah. now. 
Hey man, Jack and I long established. This is a pro Jokic uh, <laughs> podcast. Like we 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 like him a lot, and looking forward to seeing him potentially win a ring. Uh, Jack, on that note, what's your prediction? Uh, as soon as Ryan said Nuggets in, and with the confidence that he said it with, I was like, he's going to say Nuggets in six, and I thought I was doomed. So I'm going to say Nuggets <laughs> in six because I think I think if I know Adam Silver, he's not going to let it go only five games. I hope it's five games. I hope it's, <laughs> it's probably going to be six. Mm-hmm. I do think it's going to be six, but I think I, I do think the Nuggets have the potential to do it in five. I do too. I completely do too. I think they have the potential to do it in four. Honestly, I think I I don't think it'll happen. But like at the same time, this Heat team is gassed. What's like the longest? Are, I think they've had one game six so far. Yeah, against was, the Suns yeah. in that yeah, game six, yeah. and that game six was just like not. It wasn't even close. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of like okay, they they took the Lakers out no problem, right? So now they've had so much time to rest, so much time to get right. That's good for guys like Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown, those more physical guys, right? Like that's, Mm -hmm. for me, I think that's going to be not the difference maker, but it's going to really like show you that there is a gap between these two teams. Mm -hmm. And again, Gordon, right? Aaron Gordon, that's, I'd imagine his assignment is just going to be guard Jimmy. Yeah. Right. Or or do whatever, right? Because you have guys like that that are going to do those assignments. They can do those assignments as well, right? And then... Yeah, you just kind of let their offense create the rest. 100%. And you could do that with Jamal and Jokic facilitating. So, yep, I'm with you on that. Yeah, and, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of, like, negativity around this matchup uh, just because, you know, it could have been Celtics, Lakers, whatever. Um, I think it's going to be a fun matchup. It's a really good matchup. I I will say because it is, I mean, the Heat are playing good basketball, right? Um, They have a great coach. They've got a bunch of great, you know, they've got a Jimmy. I mean, Jimmy's obviously great. Bam's great. They have a bunch of great role players. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, I just think talent wise, the Nuggets are outmatching them. That was a little overzealous. I still think the five, I'll stand by, but yeah, yeah. it's going to be, it's it's going to be really good. Here's the thing is you could argue, yeah, the Celtics, the Celtics would have a much better, would have a chance if they played well to beat them. However, we all know as fans, they did not show that they could do that consistently to, against a team like the Nuggets, right? So realistically, I hate to say it, the Heat are probably going to put up a better fight because, yeah, you know, the Celt- like as we just said, the Celtics are just so inconsistent. Uh, yeah, you know, and the yeah. Nugget, the Nuggets. I don't have see. Been I don't see better. how the Celtics were ever going to stop Jokic. To be honest, no, no they didn't have it. No. Al, Rob, yeah, no, There's no, not a prayer. So well, Jokic is better. You can't really. Here's the thing: like, if you, what are we saying when you stop Jokic? Because if you're, if you're stopping Jokic from scoring, he's mm-hmm. probably doing what he actually wants to do, which is getting every right. He doesn't care about scoring. He just wants yeah, to get every. Right. He wants to get the offense running. He's right. He's the engine. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it. Yeah, that's, a good that's the thing. You can't really stop him because he just does so much. Mm-hmm. So yeah. should be fun. I uh, can't wait to talk about it more, but. uh as for that, Ryan, thank you so much for your time. Hey, of course. Thanks, bro. And Jack, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me, bro. It's been a fun season, guys. It sucks that it ended, but, you know, it's been a good time talking with you guys. So, Absolutely. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we will be back, of course, uh, to cover the finals. Probably do at least one, maybe two, depending on how long it goes. 
Um, and then a long off season, unfortunately. Well, not really. NBA doesn't have that long of an off season compared to the fucking NFL. <laughs> it's like off forever. It's pretty short, but, uh, man. But uh, other than that, uh, check out the blog, of course. Ryan, anything you want to plug? Um, check out the blog, and then uh, if you're into basketball cards or just basketball in general, check out uh, Dunk AF on Instagram. Awesome. Check that. And Jack, anything you want to promote? Sure. Best place to find me is on Twitter, and that's at Jack underscore Tunin. You can follow me there for all my NBA final stuff and all of my NHL stuff. NHL, what the heck? Sorry. NHL <laughs> stuff that comes up. Uh, I don't think I've watched a game of hockey in three years at this point. So, um, I like Chris here you say that. I, Chris, exactly. Chris will come to my house, and he knows where yeah. I live. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So go follow Jack there. Uh, you follow me on Twitter at the fake Mar and this BMA RR. Uh, like I said, blog, I got a new one. Where's DeAndre Hopkins going to sign? I put out a few potentials, although I think there's one clear. You can read the blog. It's out there. And uh, search where you sports on pretty much all social media. Other than that, we'll see you in the next one.